Hold the line. If you have Jazz stock, do not sell it. 10-game winning streak, number one in the league, number one out west, and number one podcast. This is Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. I'm JP Chunga, talking to ESPN's Cassidy Hubberth in just a moment. She is an NBA awards voter come the end of the year, and I present the case for J.C., to be six man. Hear that and more with Cassidy in just a moment. Quick off the top, there is one stat that will impress your friends that you have to recognize during this entire streak. Ten games. Comes via Tim McMahon and ESPN Stats and Info. The Jazz have trailed in the fourth quarter for just 57 seconds. Do you remember when? Give you a second answer. First 57 seconds of the fourth quarter against the Knicks this week. And it was broken by J.C., as many things are, going to the rim and getting the layup. This team, over this run, has been playing so well. It's outrageous. You're getting attention from everyone now. I think we graduated beyond feeling slighted. Now it's all on there. Number five offense, number four defensive rating, Net rating, which is the best indicator for how good of a team you are. Do you get blown out? Well, this team has the number three net rating in the entire league. It's a great point differential. They have Mike Conley getting comfortable. Remember how we were going through that cycle? So you have that. And then you have a game on Wednesday, which impresses me to the highest degree because it's without Donovan and it's without Derek Favors. We're all concerned at points last season. What happens when Rudy's off the floor? Nobody can replicate what Rudy does. So against the Mavs, who the Jazz are taking up on ESPN tonight, and they won't have Donovan, they find creative ways to get good minutes. So Jawan Morgan, Mieoni, George Niang, all of those guys find ways to contribute and find points where they can get it done. And then, during those Rudy minutes, you have Gobert playing out of his mind. The pick and roll with Joe Ingles, where Rudy powers through KP and dunks it with authority. He has a 20-20 night, third of his career, and gives you an all-star moment. With all-star voting happening, another thing to lobby for. He has a standout one on Wednesday, and then... Jordan Clarkson off the bench gives you 31. He's become such a reliable bucket that, I know, it's his award to win. I know Lefko gave us some laughs because I was trying to get into quarter season awards, but quarter season, it's Jordan Clarkson's trophy. He has 31, and you see it in the way that he slithers and goes to the rim. Zach Lowe wrote about it last week. The offense got better with him in the fold. And now as it's been retooled this offseason with the Jazz taking more threes, their frequency isn't of the Rockets last year. I think it's two percentage points lower according to cleaning the glass. But they're playing fast. They're shooting. And they're making. So keep an eye out for it. Team's playing amazing. And that means more cool guests like our next one, Cassidy Hubbard, ESPN. As always, if you're listening to the show, make sure to let others find us iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere you get your podcasts, 
Find us there. Five stars, nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. Cassidy Hubberth. She does ESPN sidelines, catch run hoop streams, like she is tomorrow night. Big game, Saturday night primetime. Celtics, Lakers. You're going to have that with Shanae and Perkins. And they're going to be joined by Robin Thicke. Catch Cassidy on those digital platforms, Twitter, Facebook. It's a pregame show leading up to the big game. Second screen experience. It's a fun watch. But we started off in our talk about her roots, the 90s Bulls. She's Midwest. Not great memories for the Jazz, but it's where her basketball fandom was formed. So enjoy it. Cassidy Hubberth, ESPN. It's my pleasure, JP. And look, I'm sorry. Yes, I grew up in Chicago, but I mean, I'm sure people, those memories have been brought to the surface after we all, you know, uh, dealt with the last dance in quarantine. So um, I I know those those, those moments are front of mind, including, you know, Pizzagate, flu game, whatever you want to call it. I know, I, I know things are still real right now um, in Utah about that controversy, but don't, don't associate that with me. What were your thoughts back in the day of those 90s jazz? I mean, Stockton Malone. Like, there's, there's no other thoughts uh, yeah. other than those two just dominant figures outside of playing the Bulls. <laughs> um, you know, look, <laughs> They it, they were such a big part of my childhood um, because, you know, I grew up obviously a Bulls fan. I became um, my, my passion and love for basketball was around um, '90s NBA, in particular the '90s Bulls. And I was a little older during the second three peat, so I kind of was able to digest what was going on a little bit more. Um, against you know th- those jazz teams, so it, it they are stuck in my memory as being just um, as as a as a team that you know the Bulls were able to have some great battles with. How great was that last dance for you as someone who grew up who lived lived it exactly? I was a little too young for it, but you actually came of age at that time. Yeah, and that's what it was. Like that's what it's so. Like it, it helped fill in a lot of blanks. You know, I was watching, I was, I was, uh, I watched every game growing up with my, my parents, but like, I, you know, I, I didn't really fully pay attention to the front office, it, you know, drama. And, um, you know, I, I thought Dennis Rodman was fun, but I didn't really follow all the, the craziness. Um, maybe my parents kind of kept me from, from those storylines. I mean, not obviously when he dressed up as, a bride and signed books like that. I remember those, those memories in the front of my mind, but it just was really cool to kind of, you know, relive my childhood um, and have certain things, um, you know, brought to the front of my memory and then enhanced with the backstory. So it was, you know, I I think I may have enjoyed it more than some of your listeners, but it was, uh, it was, it was pretty amazing. I'm so glad we're, you know, our ESPN was able to find a way to move that, up you know it was the beginning really of quarantine we know we had watched everything on netflix and we're like we need this documentary and it came just in time and it was it was really well done and you know i could i could use you know a couple more episodes that's for sure well everybody was reaching into the netflix well once you got to love is blind and uh tiger king (laughs) things we needed something else to get us through that time tiger king love is blind yes we're all 
we're all guilty of it. I actually was having a conversation the other day, and like Mike Breen of all people was like, what was that, the King Tiger, uh, you know, Whoa. documentary? And I'm like, Mike, don't tell me you watch Tiger King. He goes, we all watch Tiger King. We were all stuck in our house. But out of all people in my, in my professional life, like he would have been the last person that I would have guessed watched Tiger King, but even he did. So we, you know, we, like, it, we, we were all going through it, um, you know, early on when it came to TV. There were a couple of bang moments in Tiger King, I would think. <laughs> yes, exactly. for sure. So bad. Uh, it was. So it, bad. it was awful. It was. It was one of those guilty pleasure watches for sure. I don't even know if it was pleasure. I think it was no, just true. guilty, guilty. It was just like yeah. we had to. We were all just, you know, jumping off the bridge, like, like, hey, what else is there to do? People were talking about this. Did she kill her husband? But we really needed to know the context. And when we when we finally watched her, we like, uh, okay, yeah, she did. But do I care? <laughs> we all did it though, and uh, we all did the last dance. And the the best piece of content beyond last dance, uh, just to keep with it, like they did the game six, the movie, almost cinematic version of game oh, six, yes, yes, where yes, they showed yes, those I... those alternate angles. I loved it. it. I loved it, it wasn't that broadcast feed that right. that was even cooler to get it just as more content on top of the last dance Agreed. that we were able to see uh, i just i think back to what i would be doing back then thinking back to that series game three the jazz score 54 points yeah what what do i do after that what would i be doing in that moment the game six I, yeah. the that they presented i think awesome. people like forget about that clunker too it just was yeah. it, you know it was a it was just a a good little detail just about you know how dominant that team and how petty you know jordan was i i just i think it's also interesting you know camera angles you're so used to the league probably being covered from so many different angles not just from you know on the tv side but through digitally and i think that's what really made the last dance um so great is because you know there wasn't social media back then and so just think about some of those stories like uh you know you know with, with ramen going to las vegas i think we all talked about this when that episode aired like what would have that been in this you know social media era being able to like when people have cell phones out in the las vegas clubs with carmen electra like that would have like you know talk about james harden like james harden nothing compared to what what robin was doing I, i'm so young i don't even know what a basketball game looks like without a score bug you look at you look past at, at clips and you would go five minutes without knowing what the score is how does that work there was always a score bug it, it, it would was... pop up periodically though oh right right it wasn't there the yeah. entire time where you could remind yourself oh yeah this is the score my my um, lizard brain doesn't remember it at past no, like two. No, I mean I barely remember my own name, so um, I I'm with you there. Looking to the current Jazz. Yes. What What are your impressions of of the way that they're playing? Number one in the league, fourteen and four. I was just saying, hey, it is an honor to be on the number one team in the league's podcast. How about the Jazz? Too kind. Um, you know, the you guys. I, I guess I could say you guys, um, you know, it, it have been consistent, uh, if, are showing that you're a veteran team um, who are figuring it out. Like Mike Conley had a rough year last year, but it's understandable. I mean, he had been, um, you know, playing a 
particular way with you know, the same guys for the majority of his career. And then he had ne he's never really played with a score like, like Mitchell. And, you know, um, he also had injury issues, was in and out of the starting lineup. So it was in the quarantine and new baby and moving. So, um, you know, I think people take that uh, for granted sometimes with these NBA players, like it, it's it, 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 real quote unquote, real people, it's, it's hard for us to, to make such moves. So sometimes it's just an adjustment period and we're seeing just, you know, him just finally finding some comfort. And, um, you know, this team is, like I said, a mix of, of smart professional veterans with a young leader who, you know, in my opinion, regardless what Shaq says, has, has you know, a, 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 a ceiling which you can't, um, really predict right now so I I think this team has a lot of reliable parts um, and having Bogdanovich back you guys are shooting lights out from three um, so yeah it's a it's a reliable team and, and also in this year of just so much uncertainty I think you guys have like are one of very few teams who haven't been affected by you know coronavirus and so that and being around so many teams this year well not really being around being on zoom around so many teams <laughs> that Virtually. has been really hard for these guys um just not having practices you know the stoppages uh you know just even the fear and anxiety of of getting coronavirus and and dealing with that dynamic and um, I don't think that can be understated that, you know, it, you guys have uh, gotten off to such a consistent start because of um, the professionalism and the ability to, to build and, and grow as a full unit. Well, and you were around this team for game seven and how, how much that impacted a guy like Donovan, who's going to relive totally. those moments. Mike seeing the ball being halfway down and then out yeah looking at, at where they were in that playoff point in that game seven to maybe bigger aspirations that they've got this year, where do you see them in that pecking order in the Western Conference? It's so hard because this league is, you know, it, it, it is about talent. Um, and I do see depth on this team, um, but it's so hard to go against LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, when he's looking like um, he could be in the MVP race again. Um, so look, can, can they give those teams um, a battle? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I also think that the bubble was just a different kind of beast. Um, in We're itself. all changed like it, from that. I'm yeah. sure you're, you've changed since the bubble. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in, in more ways than one, but it's just, I, you know, like I, I think, and that's, I think that's going to be the biggest hurdle for this jazz team is maybe them believing like, you know, um, that they belong uh, and that, you know, and that type of confidence is what, what makes champions, you know, you, you these, these battles, the playoffs are about exposing weaknesses. So, um, you know, I, I, I look, I think this is a long drawn out uh, response to saying they have the ability, but it's not going to be easy. So I would keep them up top, you know, keep them up top in that, um, you know, four, four, three, two, one range. Um, 
So, but we'll see. I mean, it's about, it's about the long game, especially in this type of season. Always comes down to matchups once you get yep. to the postseason. And, and we've even seen 3-1 lead, never safe, no. <laughs> as, as the Nuggets proved. Since, yes. you're, since you're an NBA awards voter, I, I think it's never too early to talk about early voting. We saw how impactful it was with the W and what they did in Georgia. Early awards voter. <laughs> yes. how, do we, how do we get Jordan Clarkson into this six-man-of-the-year conversation? Oh, I like it. See, and that's, he is, you know, he's a, a guy that really is a difference maker. You know, you can see his maturity with this team. Um, and I think, like, uh, the impact of just the roster, like, has has had a, a, a great influence on his approach to the game. That's someone coming from, you know, on, on the way outside looking in, but – from what I see of Jordan Clarkson, um, yeah, he should be in the mix. There's a lot of guys like I have to go. Yeah, I have to take a step back and look at and look at the numbers here um, as far as six man because I haven't. You know, usually I spend days um, trying, you know, studying and figuring out, and I, I stress out. Like I am very stressed out. Are you up work. until the deadline? Where are you on the? Yeah. On oh the yeah. I yes. I have. You know, like. I'm getting an email from the NBA. <laughs> Reminder, send in your votes. I go, I'm working on it, okay? Stop it. I'm very stressed out right now because I should be. This, yes. this, these, these votes matter. These votes can be the difference of, you know, um, new contracts, uh, like big paydays, uh, you know, legacies. Like this is, this is not something that should be taken lightly. So I don't know. I, I, I can't, I haven't looked at Jordan's um, numbers in comparison to some of the other six men of the year. So for me to give you an educated enough response, if I would be voting for him right now. I'm just trying to get that in your mind right now. Okay. okay. Let, let's just early vote. Keep him on the prospect list, all right? 18 points a game, 48% from the field, 39% from I know, I'm looking three. at them right now. I mean, yeah, serious, serious. He could, he could be that vaunted 50-40-90 come end of season if, if things go uh, exactly well for JC. Mm. It's him, yeah. him and Chris Boucher are getting a lot of uh, noise about this six-man of the year. So keep it in your mind as somebody who votes for these. It's in there. It's planted. It's planted. Good. I'm glad that I need to work on my all stars right now. I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out what I'm going to do with that. So, well, you, you know, got a couple on been, the jazz. It's been so hard to like, cause guys are in and out. Like we got a guy like Bradley Beal who's like averaging 35, <laughs> but they play, you know, what feels like two games and they keep losing. So there's a lot of factors to, to, to take into account this year. What's been the most impressive thing beyond the Jazz, beyond what we've just talked about in the league so far? I mean, I don't want your listeners to say LeBron ESPN, but I mean, how can you not be impressed he is. with LeBron? 36 yeah. years old, and he's my MVP right now. At the same time, I am very impressed with Joel Embiid. I've had a lot of Sixers games. Um, due to my, you know, travel, I'm, I'm spending most of my time on the, or well, all of my time on the East Coast um, because of, you know, I am one of few people who is traveling right now. A lot of our broadcasts are from home, but um, our reporters are traveling. And so I've had a lot of, 
Philly games and he's, he's real, he seems really focused and um, healthy, uh, Joel Embiid that is. And so I'm impressed with him and really just what else can you say about LeBron? I mean, he's just, he defies a lot of, you know, um, the whole aging process. Uh, him and J-Lo have sold their souls to the devil. Um, and, you know, you can tell that they're having fun. Now, granted, they just lost two straight, but I would, you know, it's not very fun on the road these days. They're on a long, what was supposed to be the Grammy trip, right? Um, and, and they can't leave their uh, hotels. Now, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. Like losing to the Pistons is um, probably not the best look for them. Um, but I, I'm still just oh, like overwhelmingly impressed with everything he can do at 36. Other than that, um, I, you know, Jason Tatum taking the next leap, but really Jalen Brown, uh, taking a huge leap for the Celtics. Um, uh, and then Paul George, you know, like I was around Paul George a lot last year in the bubble and, you know, he, like, he had a really rough time in, for, in, in more ways than one. Uh, uh, and he was very vocal. One of the first people to talk about the mental impact of, of the bubble. And, you know, I think people like forget that he had double shoulder surgery. And like, again, like, I, I'm not saying that it, it should excuse the, the, the Clippers blowing, you know, <laughs> to like all three, one leads, but let's just, um, and the way that they did, but give, give, give Paul George some credit for, for how he's come out this year after signing the big deal and proving, Hey, you guys remember just about three years ago, I was also in the MVP race. Like he's, he's not lost his um, magic. Um, it's still there. And I hope he continues to find it. Well, and I love what Ty Lue's done with that team, improving just what they do offensively. It's not as fast as the jazz. When you look at tor- in terms of, pace i mean the jazz want to go up and down the floor but la is super impressive with how methodical things have gotten in in trying Mm -hmm. to rejigger an offense without necessarily the best point guard being on the floor best point guard might be chauncey billups who's the assistant coach on that entire entire staff so they they're figuring things out and it's been super cool to watch what they've been doing and how the jazz can stack up with that type of team hoop streams huge fan Look at my shirt. It's a meme. Oh, it's a meme. Falling down. I love it. Yeah, my boy Amin. Oh, man. Yeah, he, he held, speaking of the quarantine, it was me, Perk, and Amin doing corn streams. Yep. Um, yep. And, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Unfortunately, or fortunately for him, um, you know, he's, he's moving on to uh, bigger and better things outside of ESPN. Um, but we're going to miss him on hoop streams. That's for sure. What is your approach this year? Again, having to be on corn streams in trying yeah. to keep people engaged on that second screen experience and, and being for a younger audience that may not have clear cut cable for themselves. Yeah. You know, it's it also really different because hoop streams are primetime edition, which, um, you know, it's, it's me and Perk and used to be a meme. And now we're, we're getting a whole cast of characters this weekend. We'll have Chanae join us last weekend. We had um, Brian Windhorse and Zach Lowe and uh, David Jacoby. Um, th- those are the cast of characters who are going to be joining me and Perk throughout the, throughout the season. But we used to be on site, you know, leading into our big Saturday night primetime game. So, so it is different, you know, the whole, 
thought behind it was to bring the energy of the arena and the fan experience to people on their mobile devices as they're on the go. So, you know, I think with everybody in this last year having to adapt and, um, you know, our plan is to just continue to have fun and, you know, share our passion for the league. Anyone who watches knows what a big NBA fan perk is. Um, and, you know, we just kind of lean into that. We lean into uh, the storylines that fans care about. And um, we lean into having those types of conversations. And given that the format really is 30 minutes nonstop, it's, you know, there's no commercials like there is on linear TV. And, um, you know, we just, we, we try to engage as much as we can by, you know, following how people are digesting day-to-day storylines. So, I, I, you know, I'm excited. This is our first Saturday primetime show, um, and it's a good one, Lakers-Celtics. So we're going to get into a lot. Plus, you mentioned how we're going to have Robin Thicke on. So that's that's so fun. He's doing the um, the theme music for our Saturday show. So that will uh, that's always great. I want to, you know, he's a big Lakers fan, so I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a, in a good mood about how they've started the season for sure. I love when you guys have theme music because it reminds me of playoffs by. Pitbull yeah. and and uh, Kesha. Right. That was yes, my. Kesha. That is the best uh, right. at, in terms of songs that ESPN has ever done. So it's good to no, have these. We had we we had Kendrick Lamar one year for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, who did we? I forget who we had last year. I mean, we also had like I know John Lynch does the does, does Christmas. Um, Kalani or Normani, I think it was last year with Ballin in a Christmas Wonderland. That gave me a was little. It? A little bit of, of the Timber Playoffs vibes, and I enjoyed that. You have a better, better memory than me. But, yeah, I, look, um, it, it, it is. It's a good way to pump you up. I, I just remember, like, you know, one of my um, – it was like, probably my, like, third playoffs. I would hear, like, the Kendrick Lamar uh, theme music in my head, and I, and I think I was, like, I don't know where I was. Somewhere where there was, like, fire breathing, and I was worried about my hairspray, and then I heard Kendrick Lamar, and I'm like, whoa. And, it, like, it was one of those moments that hit me, like, wow, I'm living my dream. So I always I, I always think of, you know, you know how, like, little images pop in your head um, when you're, you know, thinking back on memories? Because I'm a lot older than you. Memories, they're, they, they disappear a lot more. Like, I don't remember anyone anything from high school, which I wish I did. <laughs> So I, I'm trying to hold on to at least my, my memories in the last decade. I probably need to have some more brain, um, you know, vitamins because it's, it's slowly, slowly losing me. Too many, too many NBA Twitter memes are, are all up there floating around. I think that's what it is. It's true. It's, it's social that's ruining everybody's <laughs> brain. Ruining, ruining my brain. It's not, it's not brain candy. That's for sure. Well, and then we've got Jazz against the Mavs coming up tonight on, on ESPN. So make sure to tune in there. And also the next day is NBA on ESPN continues with Hoop Streams featuring our guest, Cassidy Hubbard. Cassidy, thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure again to be on the number one team's podcast. I appreciate it, JP. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.